0: Dirty
1: Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Thomas Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host today, filling in for Joey no Chill Prano, the one and only Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> You like how I gave myself my formal name? Yeah, because yeah, why is that? Because I am in a amazing sports jacket, courtesy of Flag and Anthem. You look incredible
0: on this warm, sunny Sunday afternoon. You still look so cool.
1: Thank you. As do you.
0: Well, you know, I have to say thank you for letting me wear um, my Flag and Anthem jacket. But uh, since I'm only the fill-in co-host, I keep the tag on. Oh yeah, yeah. that's going right back into the closet for the next fill-in co-host. Everybody, this is uh, how generous Andy's been with me today. Let's me uh, wear it, but um, not take it home.
1: I like this. I think we should have like a a lock, like 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 you know what are the what are the, the things that you, when you go to the dry cleaners, What, like a rack, like no, like, like the thing you put suits in. I, I, clearly, I don't wear suits. I don't even know. <laughs> you, you unzip. Yeah, like like a travel bag. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, travel bag. Yeah. We should have it secure with a lock.
0: Well, I've, yes, I've said this uh, last time that I want to walk in like Mr. Rogers and be able to come in and uh, take off my shoes, which I offered to do today. And he said, don't worry about it. And uh, put on my co-hosting, official co-hosting outfit.
1: Yeah. So uh, this is the first step. Well, I'm going with a seersucker shorts and a sports jacket and no shoes.
0: Yes, that's very andy uh in January 27th. It's it's like it feels like summer
1: outside. Mid 70s today for
0: for Venice Beach, California.
1: I feel like we're rubbing it into the Midwest fans sorry. who are dealing with Did you see some of those temperatures in Minnesota? Yeah, I did. <laughs>
0: I did. It's uh um, You know what I did today? What?
1: I fell asleep by my pool for 45 minutes in the Amazing hot sun.
0: Did you also go for a run today?
1: I did not. Yet. No
0: run yet. I didn't have post, time.
1: Post show run or bike ride tonight. Bike ride. okay. What I did yesterday was I did eight and a half miles in the sand. I've never done that.
0: That's, are you serious?
1: Barefoot. No way. It took me an hour and twenty five minutes.
0: What are you like Apollo Creed, Sylvester Stallone? Right now, what's what? I don't. I, who does that?
1: Well, here is the deal. I want to. I want to really test my body and train. In a way that makes it more difficult. I'm being serious. So yesterday, so yesterday was high tide. So we're not talking flat sand. I ran when it's the difficult sand. I ran all the way down to the jetty in the Marina del Rey, and then all the way down to the Santa Monica Pier, and then back. It was 8.6 miles. I did an hour and 25 minutes.
0: Wow. So, so I mean, you obviously do the math. I, I'm not going to do it right here. But what was the breakdown per mile?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I'm obviously way quicker with shoes on hardtop. Well,
0: that's why I'm because that's why I'm interested because it's like that's such a, it seems like. Well, if you break that stupid. if you break
1: that down, <laughs> that would be about a around a four and a half hour marathon.
0: That's ridiculous, man. I, I went out. I ran today. I'm not a runner, guys and gals. I ran. I think I ran like maybe two and a half miles, three miles, and I was exhausted. But um, I'm blaming my the fact that I have two kids. Yeah, you know. My, my my day yesterday was incredible. I, I wanted to enjoy some sun and do a little uh, get a day beverage in. So I went down to the Venice Beach uh, bar too, and I play uh, played some spades with some friends. Are you a card player or no? I'm not.
1: I I saw your Instagram story though. I need though. a part.
0: I, I wonder if Joe. I wonder if Joe plays. Um,
1: Joe is a card player.
0: So I need like a I need like a, a fourth sometimes. So, yeah. You know, I th- I thought of you, but I but I, then I thought I've never seen Andy actually talk to people in the real world. <laughs> um so
1: I don't <laughs> What what the hell does that mean? I
0: just because I, I, time we hang out, like uh we hang out here a lot. We've hung out some other functions but we hung out at Goldberg's Super Bowl party last year, but like they're always a r- around like dirty, s- sports. dirty sports. And then we did go do, to the Rams game together, but that you were also with Joe. Yeah. So which uh, was
1: a, again me arguing about <laughs> yeah, just, Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> and, and Eli Manning with yeah, Exactly.
0: <laughs> it never ends. So I, I just started to, to daydream a bit like what is Andy like out in the wild?
1: <laughs> well, here's the deal. I'm gonna drive you home. That's true today. This is
0: great news. Everyone knows a little bit about this, right? What's that? D- development in your life.
1: I have not announced anything. Wow. I got a new car. <laughs> and it's an adult car. It's it, like I'm, I'm growing up. It's a, it's, a, it's a very practical car, but I yeah. like it. It's a Toyota hatchback. Yeah. It's a black hatchback because black car lives matter.
0: And you, and, and you saw some uh, prominent people at the, the car dealership you told me? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah.
1: G- I went to Toyota Culver City, Culver City Toyota, Jason Whitlock was right by me.
0: All the all the sports media stars go to the Culver City Toyota. You, (laughs) he didn't buy though.
1: They were pretty angry.
0: He 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 test drove like twelve cars.
1: Well, (laughs) you want to you want to hear some inside dirt that I got? Do
0: you want to do you want to put Culver City out uh, Toyota out like that? Do Do you want to?
1: Well, I got some inside dirt from one of the dealers. He was supposed, fuck it, I'm saying it, Thirty <laughs> sports. He was supposedly up there buying a car for a side piece.
0: I don't, I don't buy this. You don't buy this? I, I feel like that's a joke that, that Whitlock says. It could have been. But, you know. But he didn't buy. Whitlock's a big
1: boy in person.
0: Didn't, didn't, doesn't really love the side piece is what we're getting. Not, not enough to buy
1: that not enough oh, yeah. to buy the side piece, yeah. uh, something similar to what I drive. <laughs> yeah. You know, the hatchback is not the most expensive car, no. but apparently the side piece ain't worth it. Nope. But, but before we get into everything, I have to give you something. Oh my gosh. We made a bet the last time you were on. We did. The Seattle Seahawks versus your Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Tugs Dallas Cowboys, who, who never grew up anywhere near Dallas. Tugs Dallas Cowboys. We're going to get into this.
0: I, I've, I've, seen some, I've seen some posts. Uh, uh, I've seen some conversation.
1: Tugs Dallas Cowboys. Well, we made a bet. I had full confidence in my man, Russell Wilson. We all know I am an unabashed Russell Wilson slurper, supporter. I thought he would do it, and he didn't.
0: And I, and I believe I referred to them on the show as one of your favorite terms of 2019. A paper tiger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is ironic because we're about to get to an, a paper tiger. Oh, no. Who is Tiger Woods? Oh, no. See, yeah. see, you're setting yourself yeah. up. So anyway, we made a bet that the Seahawks would win or lose. You know, you took Dallas. I took Seattle. It was for a year's supply of Trader Joe's green tea. That's correct. The Andy Ruther drink every morning. And, Tug, I have it. Let me grab it for you. This is a big moment for me. I, I, you know what? This reminds me of when
0: Sean Payton brought in the Super Bowl earnings that the, the Saints would win when they win the
1: Super Bowl. This is my moment. This is 386 green tea packets. And as I drove back from Trader Joe's, I saw a Girl Scout selling Girl Scout cookies. And I picked up some of these that I might throw in for you if you like... What do we got here? These
0: are tagalongs. These are
1: tagalongs, which I, I love. I know
0: the colors. That's a tre-
1: Trefoil. Trefoil. Yeah,
0: you know, and I, and I did say when, I, when when you showed me this uh, the, the, the Girl Scout cookies. I'm a s- little sad. There's no Samoa's and, or no Thin Mints, but I love a tagalong. So thank you. This is going to go home with me. I'm not. I'm never going to eat these. They're just going to go on my trophy mantle for eternity with my uh, participation trophies I won in high school. Uh-
1: I cleared out Trader Joe's, basically. <laughs> yeah. Now, now for people who don't know, if you go to a Trader Joe's in West L.A. on a Sunday, it's chaos. So I went to the one on Sepulveda in Culver City. That's my go-to. I mean, it's a nightmare.
0: I've stopped going to a lot of Trader Joe's unless it's like the first thing in the morning or the last thing at night.
1: That's exactly <laughs> when you have to go. You figured it out. Yeah. You have to go within an hour of opening or an yep. hour before closing. So I went at 11.30, and it was chaos. Now, forget about it. So they had, I believe... I had about eleven of these ready to go. I took eight of them, but here's—he here. called ahead. They're ready
0: to go. <laughs> you called. You called and said, "I'm clearing you out of green tea."
1: The girl was very confused. at checkout. <laughs> she goes, "Why do you have a year supply are, worth of green are tea? Are you really sick? Yeah. So, but here's here's the best part that I learned for anybody who this is a this is some financial advice from me. Three hundred eighty-six tea bags. Tea bags. <laughs> Tea bags. Three hundred and eighty six green tea bags cost nineteen ninety two from Trader Joe's. They're getting a free plug. Nineteen ninety two. I did the math on that. If you never go to Starbucks, you never go to Coffee Bean, Pete's, any of those places, guys. If you want to make your own green tea from Trader Joe's, a year's supply will cost you nineteen point three cents a day.
0: That's a that's a great free plug. That's um And there's no discount too, right? You just that's that's even this is an everyday price. Everyday price. It sounds like we're doing an ad. It really does sound like it sounds like we're reading an ad. It truly is. You know what? This is one of the biggest accomplishments I've you know, or the biggest gifts I've ever gotten. At least in the past, since my kids were born, and people forgot about me as a human. Now, can your kids eat the the Girl Scout cookies? One of them, who's two and a half, can have a cookie. Uh, I've seen him on sugar. And I do not want to give it to him. Okay, uh, but uh, but maybe you know maybe we'll, what about we'll, your wife? Yeah, she'll enjoy tag along. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Maybe even a tree foil more. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a this is a big day. So thank you and thank you to the Dallas Cowboys, my team, who I, who I've loved since I was five years old. I, just to get into that a little bit, I saw a lot of shots fired. Yeah, on, sure. so, on I, uh, so, social media. Before, and let me let me no let me before <laughs> let me before you. <laughs> One of the first times I ever came on the show, I said that I have like a diaspora of teams uh, because I was I, because of my allegiances that uh, my parents had or where I lived when I was growing up and you know so yes I am you know I am a Dallas cab Cow- I'm all the I'm all the things that people hate I'm the things that I, I hate
1: let's, let's I am that guy Let's just refresh Yeah everyone you are from Virginia I, Well I grew up in Virginia but
0: I did live in Michigan. My dad went to grad school in Michigan and in in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Yeah. So I was like, I went to kindergarten there and things like that. But like, I still got to watch Anthony Carter play and some of these
1: guys, you know, coming up, Harbaugh. But Um, how, for the Cowboys, you're in Redskins territory. Yes. I mean, that's a division rival. Part of of me
0: thinks it's just a contrarian thing because so many people were Redskins fans. Now,
1: is your dad a sports fan?
0: My dad's a big time sports fan, yeah.
1: And who was his football team? Didn't really have one. Okay. okay. I can
0: remember. I think you probably like the Cleveland Browns.
1: See, now, now we're starting to locate some problems. No, no. Well,
0: well, let me just say. No, 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 no. no. I, I see why yeah. I'm
1: saying. I'm, I'm figuring out why you chose the Cowboys. Because you didn't have, your father figure was absent. In, in your my father figure was absent. <laughs> 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 hey, pull that quote from my pops. Your, your dad was absent in, in bringing you and bringing you up in an NFL world. An NFL world, Yes. Uh, this is like. Should I, should I lay down on this couch?
0: Are we are we have a full session here. Let's do it. Um, Can I move
1: these? By the way, I'm yeah. Please get
0: these. them out of here. That's yeah. enough. Get them out of here. But I, I just want to say that um, when I, I remember when I was about, my mom is from Oklahoma. They're, they don't really have a team, a professional uh, football team, to support from Oklahoma. So a lot of people support the Dallas Cowboys. And so the 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 first one of the first gifts I remember getting when I was young was a Dallas Cowboys helmet. And so
1: you were hooked from there.
0: I will say this. People can kill me, and people, my, my all my friends who are now all of you too, will crush me for this, and that's fine. It's it's all it's all fun. But all the teams I root for, um, they're not they're not that they're not that great. You know, it's like I, I've been loyal to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we won three Super Bowls in the '90s, but we but we haven't won a lot in the last twenty something years.
1: But would you wouldn't you agree that's also a bandwagon team still?
0: I think that's that, that's true. It's amazing how many fans... I mean, when I went to the Rams-Cowboys game, I was blown away. I think we talked about this, about the Yeah, you said it was about 60-40. Yeah, yeah, 60-40, I would say, Cowboy. I mean, in my section, there was two Rams fans. So I don't know why it's such a powerful... Because
1: they're still pumped up that way. They still get all the national TV games. You know, they're still marketing Dallas as America's team. Look,
0: I you know. I, I do, do. I wish I lo- rooted for another team. Okay, so but, Dallas you is know, your team. The heart wants
1: what it wants, guys. Okay, so heart Dallas wants is your, what it wants. But, but Tug, this is where we. That's fine. Okay, so the Dallas Cowboys are your I've been NFL, wa- NFL team. Crushed. Sure. Yeah. And the Boston Celtics are your NBA team. Yeah. My
0: dad. My dad. My, dad, my dad's family's from Boston. So he. he and
1: okay. Dad, okay. So so there's something I can understand yeah. a
0: little. So and my dad's my dad uh, is family from Boston. And the Mavs like, didn't exist. The Mavs were. No, I, I did love Daryl Tarpley. Well, Roy Tarpley. When, um, when, when did the Mavs uh, come
1: into existence? <laughs> I love Daryl Tarpley.
0: Um, probably like uh, Jason Kidd. Yeah, I mean they they they, they existed. They 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 they're, you know, they were a team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Though. Um. Like what, Yeah. When did like. Jimmy Jackson, but I, I was 100% a Celtics fan because my dad loved the Celtics. He loved John Havlicek because he was from uh, you know Ohio. Okay, and my my my, my mom and dad, uh, you know, was, my dad was born in Boston and they moved to Ohio, so he just continued to love the Celtics. So that's my that's my story, guys. I'm starting to sweat a lot because I just feel like I'm in the, the hot seat. Who's here.
1: your who's your major league baseball team? The Yankees. I love
0: the Yankees. No, no, no. But my. I, I'm sad because the one team that I've abandoned from my youth is the Detroit Tigers. I loved the Detroit Tigers growing up. And then I moved to uh I moved to Cambridge, Massachusetts in 2002. And at this at this point the Red Sox had not won the World Series and I rooted hard because I went to a lot of games at Fenway and I yeah. went I went to game 3 of the 2003 ALCS and I from right field I watched Pedro throw down Don Zimmer. Oh, wow, that's a great and game I to was, be live at. I was all in, and they and they still they lost. They lost the 2003 series with Aaron Boone. Like you could hear a pin drop in town. So I was like, really like all in on the Red Sox. Yeah. Um. Through that through that little era, baseball is the one team where I still root for the Red Sox and the Tigers. But it's probably the least passionate about all the all the teams.
1: So you are the most. I'm the worst bandwagon. I'm just the worst. I really am. Hey, hey, you're saying it
0: not me. No, I, I I don't disagree. And I like I said, if I didn't, you know, if I didn't care for those teams, I'd love to to abandon sure. them and find somebody else, but this is it is what it is. So anytime you put those things on social media, I'll take the heat. You know. Talk,
1: you're you're a very upstanding individual. You really are. Thank you. You you can sit there, you can own it. You're not backing down. You're in a way calling yourself well, out. I
0: always say this. Like I I love watching like I think it's funny when you go to a sporting event because you th- when you watch the games on your own TV, you think it's your team. Like, it doesn't matter where you're from. Yeah. It's like, this is my team in sure. my world. Yeah. And then you go to a Cowboys game and you're like, oh my God, like, there's a million Cowboys fans and I hate all of them. Sure. It just becomes a very weird thing to see other people like, yeah. root for the things that you root for. So, as far as I'm concerned, like, I'm just in a bubble.
1: How many Dallas Cowboys fans at that Rams game do you think are Tug Cokers? Who did not grow up anywhere near? I'm sure a the lot the state of Texas, I'm sure a lot. the city of Dallas.
0: I don't know. I can't put a, put a number because on. that
1: that'd be something interesting for me to see.
0: Yeah, you really. Yeah, I mean, I have family in Texas. You know, I, I
1: like. Oh yeah, I'm a dick about it. Yeah, I, I am. I I'd say this is where Prano and I agree a lot too. It's like we like to pinpoint. Wait a second, who's this Cowboys or Yankees or so and so fan?
0: But do, do you believe it has to be a like? If we talk about globalism in today's society, like, do you have to be from that city to root for that team, or is it because it's a bandwagon team? Like, could you be a, could I be from live in LA and have my son root for the Mavs now,
1: and that'd be considered cool? Yeah, to me, that's different. Okay, a lot it's of just, it's, it's just the bandwagon thing. A lot, and a lot of it's what what your dad does. That's what I was asking. Like my dad, you know, I grew up Reds, Bengals, Xavier basketball. You hate Ohio State. Yeah. Like, that's what my old man preached, and that's how it always was. We'd always, you know, root for those teams, root against Ohio State. Then, ironically, my little brother is about to graduate from dental school at Ohio State. So, you know, I saw my dad wearing an Ohio State hat, and I said, Dad, all you ever preached was anti-Ohio State. Well, you know, your brother's going, I'm like, no, you can't just, he's like, I don't root for him. I'm like, you're wearing a hat.
0: It's funny how that happens. I think it totally I, I, I think I've said this before in the past uh, a show that my sister um was uh Greg Williams's his, uh secretary slash assistant while why while he was with the Redskins. And um obviously I didn't care for the Redskins, but they treated that that organization treated my sister so nicely, like everyone was so cool. Yeah. But I stopped like 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 really hating you know these sure. other, these other teams i started to realize for the first time oh there's real people involved in these organizations and yeah so, yeah i can i can see my my dad I think my dad grew up a huge ohio state fan but then he went to michigan so like that changed sure you know, uh really fast but um uh, yeah i mean long story long like i get crushed a lot my friends my friends love it it's all right not, now the dirt balls love it and, it's all right you know, we, we still love you yeah I'm a, I'm a you know i can take it you can handle it Oh, listen, play. I wish I, I wish I rooted for the Patriots because you know I think like, imagine living in a world where for the last twenty years you had a, a chance to win the Super Bowl
1: every year. Wild.
0: that's that's I mean, just imagine. I can't yeah. imagine living in a, a you know a fandom like that. So I chose obviously chose poorly. But the
1: young kids don't remember. What we remember, I can remember how bad the Patriots were in the early '90s. I believe they went one 15 one year. I, I can, you know, what I vividly remember, which is so weird. I remember that now. I'm dating myself. I used to get the Cincinnati Enquirer, which is the Cincinnati paper, every day. I was the first one up in my family to get it because I'd go straight for the sports section.
0: What number were you in the brothers lineup? Four, number four.
1: But I was always the most gung ho about sports. Yeah, you know, my dream was to be on Sports Center as a kid. Now, I'm like, oh, how that dream has changed. <laughs> <Center."> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, Jesus Christ. I, I don't want to be on a show that covers Tiger Woods for four hours when he's going to finish in 12th place. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. So I was always the first one up. And I can remember one time when I was in like second or third grade, my buddy, you know, he came over for sleepover and, we're re- and he was a big sports guy. And I remember us looking at the NFL standings. Think about that. You, had, you were looking at the paper for the standings. And I remember him laughing hysterically. At how bad the Patriots were, like that's what I'm saying. That's what I remember. At that, I forget what year it was. Early '90s for sure. I think they went one and fifteen one year, and then we were like, "Oh my God, they're one in ten. They're so bad." So my point is, these young kids—they don't remember that. They don't remember how bad the Patriots used to be.
0: There wasn't really a good, you know, sports team in Boston for for a lot of the '90s. The Celtics yeah. re- were rebuilding. Rick Pitino was. Sure, driving that train into the ground. Yeah. You know, uh, Parcells turned it around for a, a minute. Yeah, the Red Sox were scuffling. If not quite, you know.
1: Well, the Red be- Sox made in 1990 because that's the year the Reds won the World Series. They they got swept by Oakland, but they did win their division and they played in the NL or ALCS. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. But but you're right. They were never Boston was not Boston is such a good sports town now. It's been great for. Basically, twenty years.
0: The the Patriots thing, and then we can you know move on to some some other topics other than my fandom, which is now you know going to be immortalized. Um, but I just I just can't I can't get over, and I love Tom Brady. Part of my issue with Tom Brady is that I wish he was like this dominant when he played at Michigan. Yeah. Um, instead of battling with Drew Henson all the time, and sure things like that. Um, but like just to, just the thought of like. Have little, almost half my life, they've been awesome. I just I can't imagine any other. There's just so, f- so, f- so few f- sports teams where like they've been awesome for eighteen to twenty years. A chance to go to Super Bowl, like, with nine conference championships. Uh, it's just, it's, you know, e- it's easy to hate them.
1: And uh, this is a run, but man, that incredible. is historic, and I don't think people fully appreciate it. As crazy as that sounds. I'm glad you're bringing it up because I don't think people can fully understand the Patriots' dominance. Now it helps that they're in a shit division. I think that does help. It helps a lot. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you still got to win the games.
0: Field, Field Yates from ESPN, your your network, out um, another thing that they kind of like was saying it was more than just the division. Like they're they're just a dominant team. I mean, it's what what I'm amazed by is that. Belichick does what everyone says they they think they want to do when they're in the NFL, which is like we'll scheme week to week. Yeah, no one else really does that. He's
1: such a good coach. Yeah,
0: it's just and, it, and I like I, I I go so far to be like, what can I actually glean from from the Patriots organization in my own life? This is my quest to get better as like a, a business person. It's like they just think about things that no one else thinks about. Like Evan Silva, if you guys follow him on Twitter, he's an awesome follow. Just talks about how they 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 just like hoodwink the rest of the nfl with like trading down in drafts always yeah. trading down just accumulating assets because you know we, you and i talk about this a lot like it's hard to predict who's going to be great yeah so just just get more shots sure Just gives me shots as possible yeah it's, um, i don't know i'm just trying to figure out how i could just like do what's the patriot way of of my life uh anyway
1: you got to get bill belichick on the phone man. seriously What's yeah. it? What's it? What What do you think Bill would trade for your three hundred and eighty six green tea packets? I feel like Bill could somehow get a adequate player for your three hundred eighty six <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Trader Joe's green tea packets. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like um, that's how that's how good of a coach and GM he, he get is. Get Jarvis Landry. Yeah, for sure. Well, one thing that I know Bill Belichick loves is the Robin Hood app. He's a fan. I have not heard him personally say this, but I know because he's a very savvy, smart guy. I am a fan as well. I have it. Joe Prano has it. Guys, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, edifs, options, cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fee. You can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started. So you can start investing at any level. The simple intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. Oh, they're gonna make me read this whole thing. This is this tough one today. Can Ruther do it? All right. View easy to understand charts and market data and place a trade in four taps on your smartphone. That is something I can do. Four taps. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Guys, how simple does this sound? Robinhood, even better, is giving Dirty Sports listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio All these amazing things you can do simply by signing up at dirty sports.robinhood.com. That's dirty sports.robinhood.com. Thank me later. Make money. Get paid. The Pro Bowl. Hot takes. I did not watch a single second.
0: I didn't watch I didn't watch any either. Um I did see Andrew Luck. I saw one play where Andrew Luck literally threw it right into the ground. That's the only play I saw today, and I kind of just laughed. And then, um, but you know, we, no one watches it, but it still rates. You'll see. You'll see. Uh, you'll see the, the social media guys who follow the TV ratings is still going to do well. You know why? What else people got going on? Exactly. Yeah.
1: And 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 I hate to do it. I hate to do it. But I'm going to have to do it. When you grow up in places like where I'm from. And it's 30 degrees and snowing. One degree in Minnesota. One degree in Minnesota. I'm not blaming these people for watching it. No. I'm just saying it's not 75 degrees Venice Beach, Santa Monica weather.
0: Uh, the other thing I'll say this, just to sort of provide some cover for the rest of the country, is that you and I are talking about this a little bit. This is one of the worst... Yes, I watch all sports, so I watched the. I, I sat up and watched the Australian Open last night for the for, for the for the you know one dozen dirt balls out there that love tennis like me. Like I, I came home last night and watched Djokovic absolutely obliterate Nadal. Um, you can sit there and watch tennis. Oh yeah, I love it. I mean, I went to I went to Wimbledon last year to see yeah. Federer. So yeah, I mean, but my point is that in in the U.S. this is one of the single worst sports days of the year. I think because we know. Yes, it's you know it's tough with no football you know in the spring months of the year on Sundays and stuff. But like, there, it's we're sort of being tantalized yeah. knowing there's a Super Bowl next week, and there's really no no big ticket thing on right now. So what else are you gonna watch? You're gonna watch, you know, uh, you know our boy Tiger. He, he didn't play. He was he wasn't on prime time television today. You know, he, he was on the you know lower end of. I agree with you. It's, it's
1: a it's a bad sports that Everybody's excited for
0: State p- Purdue. Like that's, I mean, that's it's like, a yeah. fun game. But, like you don't really get jacked up for that unless you're a really big diehard college basketball fan. You don't really tune into college basketball until like really till Super Bowl's over. I mean, yeah. So it's just a tough day. And I you know I, I, for all the guys that are out there and the gals that are they're getting married. This this is a tip. Like look to get married this weekend. This is a good weekend to get married. I got married on Labor Day weekend on a Sunday because Saturday was kickoff for all of college football. So none of my friends could yell at me so they couldn't be watching games when they're the, when, when they at my wedding. So I got married the next day when there was like no games on NFL hadn't started yet.
1: So that, a, that's my tip to you. It's a very, very good plan you have.
0: Yeah, so get married this weekend. Yeah. The weekend before the Super Bowl, during the Pro Bowl.
1: Get married during the, the Pro Bowl. Get married
0: during the Pro Bowl.
1: Yeah, because if your friend says to you... Yo man, I can't make your wedding. I'm watching the Pro Bowl. They're not your friend anymore. Exactly. (laughs) That's just that's that's the invalid excuse. You can't use it. No.
0: No. Uh, But I will say this. Like I did a a quick study. AFC blew out NFC 26 7. But Juju got hurt. And this is gonna this is gonna cause some this is gonna be you know, guys, get ready to have your feed flooded with with think pieces on the Pro Bowl about people playing. With Juju limping off the field, apparently limping to the bus, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Steelers are not exactly thrilled. Look, man, the situation. If you
1: look at the, the the three major sports that we cover here on the show, baseball, basketball, and football, without a doubt, the Pro Bowl is the worst of all the All Star. And games. it
0: should be the worst. It should be the worst because it's it has no relevance. There's no incentive. There's there's some money, but people like no one wants to tackle. Yeah, for no reason. Unless you're Sean Taylor, R.I.P.
1: Yeah, they always bring back that yeah, video every, every year.
0: year. Yeah, yeah. So, like baseball, like the, you know, for a while, I, I, I still doing the, the decides the home home field advantage. Yeah. So that happens, but it's also it's also a good fun game to play. Like you, you know, you're not gonna get hurt, killed. Sure. If you go all out, basketball is a showcase. It's super fun. It's one. It's probably the most fun. I think. It's bad though. It's bad. I, mean, I don't watch I mean, any of them. I mean, honestly. Games, games I don't watch are, any of them.
1: These games are 180 points. Yeah. Pe- teams are putting up 180 points in the NBA All-Star game.
0: If you if, rank them according to viewability for you.
1: Baseball's first. Baseball's number 1. Yeah. Because of because of those reasons. Because baseball actually matters even though I don't like that format. Yeah. I think it's bullshit. I think the team with the best record, you know, that's how you have to Go on for home field advantage throughout the playoffs, but baseball is number one for me. Then basketball. Then Pro Bowl.
0: My, I, I mean, I'm old, but am I old, so old that like, remember, like in the night, like there was times in the, when the All Star lineups were absolutely loaded, like when Bo Jackson was playing in them and things like that. Like yeah. it just felt like it was. I don't know if I if I if I get that impression from All Stars. You know, the last five ten years where each lineup is like just filthy. But maybe I just don't pay enough attention to baseball. That's a Joe Prano question, I guess. Yeah,
1: they're, they're pretty stacked. I I just think I think for watch value, you get your best return on investment. Yeah, with baseball, ROI people. I mean, come on. I'm I'm, I'm hitting them with a lot today. Hey, listen, Robin Hood has taught you a lot of things. Yeah, including ROI. ROI. They've yeah. taught me money. They've taught me how to. Spend nineteen point three cents on trader I can't get over that nineteen point three cents. <laughs> I did watch a couple
0: skills competition highlights. Uh, some and um, I watched my boy Russ. Yeah, he played great, but you know he was playing with would, like. Listen, I'm a Trubisky guy, but he could not hit Mike Evans in this in these games at all. We're talking about like six or seven over the head. Yeah, it was not. It was not. A, it was not a, a, a sh- One shining moment for, for my boy Mitchell Trubisky. But uh, what's your opinion on him at this point? I'm I'm still I'm still on board. However, I I do think they'll take a step back next year just because I, it, they remind me a, a little bit of the Jacksonville Jaguars, where it's yeah. just too hard. It's just too sure. hard to maintain the defense at that level. So, by the
1: way, I'm looking at the comments section. Are they great? Are they that, very positive? Th- thank you, Daniel. The baseball All Star game does not decide home field. I Dan
0: knew Angela. it. Thank you, Daniel. I am wrong. How many people? I, were I you looked at Andy. Right. I looked at Andy. The, was it Theodore? Thomas. Andy Thomas. Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas. Ruther. Right in the eyes, and I said, "Is I don't." I said, "I." Had, I hinted, and he said, "Yes." Now, tell You're
1: you're you're a thespian. You're an actor. I try to be. You've done it all. TV, Theater? Broadway. Yeah. You've done all these things. Now, if I was a serious actor, I would have to go with Andrew Thomas Ruther. Right. <laughs> it's a, it's 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 a very formal serious acting name don't you think Andy Ruther is a comedian name Andrew Thomas Ruther I think so but um my buddy
0: um Andy Buckley who some of you who are I know there's a few of you office fans out there who played someone on someone on YouTube tell me his name it's not it's it's escaping me he played uh Steve Carell's boss Michael Scott's boss goes by is Andy Buckley great guy yeah, and he's in season two of Now We're Talking, so I can't wait to get all you Office fans watching. Whatever the boss's name of of Michael Scott, help I should know out. this too, help and I don't. Help me out, help me out, YouTube. Uh, but Andy's an awesome guy, and he he's got some gravitas to be Andy Buckley.
1: Yeah, so yeah. Th- just think about it. I'm not. I'm not saying that you know you can't have the. You new- don't have gravitas.
0: That's for <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what gravitas <laughs> means. <laughs> I don't either. I don't even know what that shit means. I don't either. Okay. Okay. By the way, now we're talking season two.
0: Yeah, listen. I come on every time. we so. Cl- oh, my. No. But, you all, but we're so close, guys. And I can't wait. I'm going to need all of your support when we finally hit up, up the, the streaming platform that we're, that we're finalizing talks with. And um, it, it's one that you've heard of. So I'm excited.
1: It's one you've heard of.
0: Yeah. Hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to just talk? Can, I, can we talk a little bit about last week? Because I missed it.
1: Yeah. Go for it.
0: Just the Saints-Rams game. I know you had, a, I know you had some thoughts. But I saw, it came out today that Adam Schefter... Uh, this this felt like a clickbait piece, uh, stir the pot, where that, that it was discovered that four of the referees live in Southern California. So this caused even uh, this is because now there's some
1: bias towards the Rams. Well, Did the you, one read this? well the one ref Prano pointed out the one ref played for the Rams at some point.
0: No, I don't. I don't know about this. All I know is that the article came out today saying that there are four referees and uh, the game last week that live in southern California and somehow they think that this is a this is an issue even that's though ho- that's even, hilarious. It is hilarious. Even though the Rams and the Saints both approved the referee team.
1: And Can, no one in LA cares and about the nobody Rams nobody
0: cares about the Rams. No one is rooting
1: for the Rams. So I went to Target last night. By the way, we talk about when to shop. Target's open till midnight. This, now that I have a new, this is car. this is my theory that you don't
0: t- socialize in the real world because you go to Target <laughs> on, a, on a Saturday night. I'm a loser. Open I <laughs> midnight. am such a loser. Oh man! So I'm
1: all excited. I'm like, I got a new car. i I want to get in it. <laughs> so I I just, I arrive at Target in uh, Culver City at about 11 p.m. They're open until midnight. No one is there. No surprise. If you want to shop at Target, you go the last hour on a Saturday night. No one's there. You know, I'm just in there wasting money on stuff I don't need. Everything from more running shorts. to I bought some candles. I mean, this is what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, this is this is
1: this is depressing. Crazy. Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a I'm like a white girl who needs a boyfriend. Get <laughs> yourself a nice new hatchback. Yeah. So, I go in the section of sports clothing, bro. Depressing as hell. Most of the RAM stuff was sold, but the Charger stuff. <laughs> It was know. just all Charger stuff. It's depressing. It's truly depressing.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the the idea that like and I think I you know, I know that you have some some issue with uh with with uh Saints fans, but um Well, here's, can I, I explain
1: my issue? You explain your issue and then I'll see if I can counter. We went into it last week, Joe and I, of course. I pretty much agree with Prano. It was a bad call. It basically affected the end of that game. But it was one call for the 1,000th time. Go back and review footage, pictures. They missed just as many calls on the Rams as the Saints throughout the game. That would have affected the game. Jared Goff clearly had a face mask. A guy hit his face mask, which would have then put the Rams at the, in the fourth quarter, at the one-yard line, first and goal. They didn't get a field goal out of that drive. My point is this. Missed calls happened. Now, there was they also a- should have gone for it
0: there. They yeah. Should, they should have gone for it there. We, we, we texted during that play. Sure. They should have absolutely, in my opinion, gone for it on fourth down there.
1: But my I'd point be, is yeah. this, Saints fans, and I'll look into the camera on this. All you guys who are so worked up about my one tweet saying, well... Basically, karma happened because he had Bounty Gate 10 years ago. You were paying to end Brett Favre's career. But take all that and throw it aside. It's a four-quarter game. This was one play. Missed calls happened throughout the game. And let's not forget, your boy, Drew Brees, couldn't get it done. Facts. He scores one touchdown in the first quarter. Three times they have the ball in the red zone. He scores one touchdown. Zero points in the second quarter. Go compare Jared Goff's numbers versus Drew Brees' numbers in the second half. Jared Goff, who I've been critical of, played great. That's why Joe and I upgraded him from a medium pizza to a medium pepperoni pizza. So you can say all you want about this one play. It's a full game. And that's not even a question if Drew Brees does what he has to do and you have the ball in overtime. So Saints fans out there who want to keep complaining and keep whining... If Drew Brees scores that touchdown with the first possession of overtime, you're not even talking about that. And I know I'm right because you wouldn't care. End of
0: story. No, I agree with a lot of those points. I, I think the biggest one is their inability to capitalize on the, those first quarter uh, drives, the turnover, the girly, you know, whatever, bobble into an interception. You know, you got to score touchdowns. Everyone, everyone. I mean, we we all watch enough football to know, like, when you don't, hang seven on people, it comes back to get you. It just comes back to bite you all the time. I will say, though, this, that, that the call is probably the worst call, I've, the, the worst non-call I've ever seen. Uh, and it would it would affect, the thing I think about is how many millions of dollars change hands, not not in a betting perspective, but just, just for like franchise reasons and, sure. and players and stuff. And like, you know, there there's, there becomes an integrity issue where they need to, they need to solve this problem. They need to figure out the problem.
1: And, and I agree with you. Yeah. I'm not denying that. But my point is, again, Tug, stop being a fanboy. All you Saints fans, I, I I'm sick of. I don't care whether it's politics or sports or whatever it is. Stop being a fanboy. Take a step back. Look at things objectively. And if you look at that game objectively, you can't say. My entire season was ruined because of one play. Because a lot of other stuff went into that. That's all I'm saying. My
0: a- question is: Why are you spending money on billboards? Like, what, what? What are you? What are you? What are you getting out of that? Like, I mean, I guess you have. If you got money to burn, good, good. You know, good on yeah. you. Yeah. You know, far be it for me to tell you how to, blow, you know, spend money, but like,
1: it doesn't matter. All those Saints fans, <laughs> they're gonna watch the Super Bowl.
0: And if they, and if they don't, it doesn't it not it's, it's yeah. It's, it's not gonna matter. Like. This is a th- this is another thing that I think about like a lot. Like, do you get do you get as crazy passionate about games as you as you used to? Like, no, that's me either.
1: You know why? One, I'm a grown ass man. I'm 37. I'm not going to get as passionate. Two, it helps that I do this yeah. right. I try to be objective. All I ever preach is people being objective, again on all stuff. So, I think I have to be objective when I look at games and players to try to present that on this show. But but yeah, the most upset, I can tell you the most upset I've been recently. It was definitely Xavier losing last year as a number one seed to Florida State. It was when their coach left. I was, both those, I was pretty butthurt for a couple days. Uh, when the Reds blew a 2-0 lead in 2012 to the Giants, when they took the first two in San Fran, they go to Cincinnati and they get, They lose three straight. I was really like, but again, those were all instances I was upset. But guys, we're not a week later. And I also, I had rationale. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I think I was pretty level headed. I'm being like, okay, it is what it is. It's sports. But these people who just, I'll just say it. If you're that upset, you have something missing in your life.
0: I I think it's very possible. I think we also the video where they got punched through the TV. Did you see that? Yeah, Saints dude, that was that's. I mean, that's that was. It's an incredible amount of energy.
1: It's next level.
0: Next level. I mean, the most upset I can think of is a couple years ago. um, Cowboys were playing Green Bay Packers, the the Jared Cook game where Crosby you know hit a couple you know big big field goals. Aaron Rodgers has an amazing play and.
1: Are we, talking? Jerry Cook on the Are we talking the Daz no catch? No,
0: it, that, that 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 was infuriating for sure.
1: Oh, you're talking the Dak game.
0: Yeah, the DAC game, yeah. yeah. Cause I, but I was in Vegas for that game. And I you know, we lost that game and I was pretty upset, but I was way more upset about the fact that I lost eight straight hands of blackjack at halftime. Yeah. I mean I care way more about like my own my own stuff. Sure. Than 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 you know what's going on with the Cowboys, or or really any team. I can't. I mean, they can't think of like. And I'm not
1: saying you can't be upset. No. You can't be emotional. I think that's why we all love sports. That's why we both, you and I, love sports. But like I said, I'll be sour for a few days. But to let it manifest and run your life again, I'm not a psychologist, but I think to me that says you have something missing. You have a void in your life. If you're going to put all that energy and emotion into a football team.
0: A lot of psychology today from Dr. Ruther, you know, Saints fans, my fandom. You know why? It could be like a side project for you. Well,
1: first of all, I've always been interested in psychology. Do you know this? <laughs> no. I'm fascinated by psychology. <laughs> you take psychology in school? Uh, you know, just the basic classes. Just, just knew everything. Just already knew everything. <laughs> so I took the basic <laughs> courses, but... Uh, I was I'm always been fascinated about how the human mind works and that's why I just watched it and it's talk about something that's been sticking in my head. I just watched the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix. Wow. Good. It's very good, but Jesus Christ, talk about a sick and demented awful human being. Obviously we already knew that, but it really breaks down the psychology of him and kind of how he worked and his methods and it's he was a psychology major he got his degree from university of washington psychology now i'm not saying i'm a serial killer because i'm not
0: it's a plug for the university of washington psychology department right there <laughs> this big picture of ted monday as you walk through the halls <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey you very, know what very I, pro- I propped up trader joe's yeah. and i, and I <laughs> university you of washington. take and you give away <laughs> yeah. what, what's the saying go yeah. Yeah,
0: the Lord giveth and he taketh yeah, away.
1: I giveth with that Trader Joe's plug and I taketh away yeah. with that University of Washington. Is it University of Washington? Uh, it's what uh, you said. Or Washington University.
0: That's in St. Louis. That's where you went.
1: No, no. WashU is St. Louis. Yeah. So it's got to be Univers- U-Dub. Yeah. U-Dub. Yeah. University of Washington. Yeah. yeah. Lovely place to go on a uh, serial killer spree. <laughs>
0: Hey, the last thing I want to say about the the Saint, you may have talked about this with Joe, but like, I, I, you got to give a shout out to Greg the Leg. Like, I feel like that that kick, I did, yeah, yeah, that kick gets is is going to get lost forever. Two and, kicks, and it's an the fifty seven yarder is an absolute bomb. Like, you, you agree, both kicks are awesome, but he, 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 it's too bad that like you know Vinitari is awesome too. He had some huge kicks in his life, but like that fifty seven yarder was ridiculous. Yeah, and it's going to be forgotten. It's <laughs> not going to be talked about because it's going
1: to talk about the, it's been the, forgotten. Yeah. It was amazing, you know. If you, what do we say? Sixty-five yards? That would have been good. Absolutely. I I watched the NFL Network reaired. Can we just, why Why is Jay Feely?
0: I want to I want to take a shot. But why do we need, Why do we have a um, a kicking reporter on For, CBS? What's that about? <laughs> what like what like I love Jay Feely. Went to Michigan. Wore gloves when he kicked. But like I'm just trying to understand. Why is he on the payroll? I mean, like... Well, why, look. Why, why don't we have a kicking
1: to give some, announcer? Give some love yeah. to a former Dirty Sports guest. I say, how much better would that be? You take Feely, you replace him with Pat McAfee. There you go. Someone with some energy, someone with some swag. That's what you do. If you're going to have a kicker, you got to have McAfee. That's a great
0: call because I'm not knocking... He's very bland. It's just, I'm trying to understand why they don't use him. Because they, 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 they pay him, and they use him maybe one time. It's like, well, well, Jim... Uh, you know, I talked to uh, I talked to, to 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 Greg before the game. I'm cross crossing games here, but he told me that the kicks were good from 64, 65. If you really put his leg into it, back to you, Jim. Yeah, it's the only thing. It's, what
1: else is going to say? But let's be honest. Doug, what is any sideline reporter? What what information are they really giving us? You know, my dad used to always say he's a cynic, but he used to always say. They didn't interview that person. They didn't talk to that person. My dad used to get all mad. You know, they they'd cut to Aaron Andrews, and be like, "Well, you, you know, well, I talked to, you know, Sean Payton." And my dad be like, "No, you didn't. No, you didn't. How do we know?" And I used to laugh, but the more I think about it, Walt Ruther might have a point.
0: My my only my only explanation is something I think you have to agree with is that like it's content is king. Like people, you need to you need you need to be talking about stuff during the game. So you just you gotta have somebody to th- throw something down.
1: Throw it down to him. Well, we need some content. I, we got forty seconds between plays. That's fine, but like I said, upgrade Feely, man. Feely's not exactly someone who's going to grab your attention. I,
0: I, I like the I like the, the McAfee call a lot, actually. McAfee
1: because- in jorts on the <laughs> sideline <laughs> in a tank top.
0: Yeah, you get like, um, yeah. You could, what's what was our uh, boy's name who used to have the he used to be on the sidelines? It was a three-headed monster, him, him, Tony Moose, and Goose. Siragusa. Yeah. He just just throwing McAfee down there.
1: And you, I yeah. liked Siragusa. What happened to that? I don't know. Do you want to hear something crazy? Siragusa, wasn't he in the original Booger Mobile? Wasn't he sitting in something?
0: Well, I don't know if he was sitting in something, but he definitely took the, like, he was in the end zones, but I don't know if he was sitting in something. I think he was just eating food. <sighs> He's a yeah. big boy. Super Bowl champ.
1: Thanks to your boy, Ray Lewis. Yeah. I think he was. I think he was in something though. He, you're right. He was definitely in the end zone. But I don't know if he was in like. He was in like the boogermobile before there was a boogermobile. He
0: was almost before his time. He was almost like a little bit. He had a little bit of Mac. He was like a predecessor of the of the McAfee's of the yeah, world. Yeah, he would
1: he would go rogue. Yeah, I love dudes who go rogue. Did you guys talk about Tony Romo? We did.
0: And you guys are both fans or no?
1: Uh, I am not.
0: Yeah, you, you, we talked about this last time. I just yeah.
1: I don't. I don't want to know what's about to happen. That's my issue. I don't, I don't mind it. I'm a fan. I like to see things. I'm also very, uh, I can be a spur-of-the-moment person. I like to live life on the edge if a little. Yes,
0: you do. Could target 11 o'clock at night on Saturday.
1: <laughs> that was a spur-of-the-moment decision. Yeah. I got to go. I got a new car. <laughs> I'm going to Target. I'm buying some candles. Who the fuck buys candles on a Saturday night? God, I am a loser. Maybe I should get back on dating apps do it. You know what it was? I was I always would host a comedy show every Saturday, Tuesday and Saturday at that Santa Monica hostel and I gave up the Saturday show and this was the first Saturday since I gave it up that I didn't have plans. Like I was in Vegas last weekend, the week before that Joe and I did the Rams game, the week before that I had a date, blah blah blah. So this was my first just free Saturday. I didn't know what to do except watch Ted Bundy and then get some candles at Target.
0: It's like you're making. It's like you're making Ted Bundy. Uh, you're like cutting Ted, Ted Bundy's skin and you're putting it on. Going to Target eleven o'clock at night, watching like your hero. I didn't go. All right, I'm really. I'm very. I'm very scared actually to be in here. Is it door
1: locked? Well, first of all, if I was Ted Bundy, I'd be at a sorority house right now. I would not be hanging out with a a young strapping gentleman like yourself, Tug. I yeah. will say, the sports jacket looks. It, it, you, you match pretty well. You look like you might have won just the Masters or something.
0: Well, the, the Masters would have been me in a green jacket, but um, it's true. this jacket is,
1: it makes me feel great. Well, guys, if you want to look as fresh as Tug and myself, simply go to flagandanthem.com and drop promo code Dirty JAN. That's just dirty and J A N for 25% off your order this month. You can get a sports jacket. I'm rocking the Seersucker shorts. There's tons of winter stuff for everybody getting hit by the blizzard and that awful winter weather. So go to anthem.com, drop promo code DIRTY JAN for 25% off. I mean, guys, these sports jackets are a great deal. I believe they're $99. You put the 25% off code, you get them for 75 bucks. You can look just as fresh as us. Again, that's flagandantham.com, promo code DIRTY JAN for 25% off. Okay. Did you want to talk, Tiger? I feel like Tug is here. Do you want to talk, Tiger?
0: You know, I've seen some of the comments uh, in your social feed saying, like, like we, we can talk, Tiger. Let's keep it to a minimum. Who do you think
1: – I got to give some love to Joe Prano, who's currently in Pittsburgh, and then he's going to be in New York the rest of the week, so you guys should see him in the New York area. I believe Prano – not I believe, I know. Prano just ran with that Dirty Sports Twitter feed with the tiger shade. That's all, all those tweets are Prano.
0: Prano texted me yesterday and w- it was like, help I'm, like he's like, I'm "Looking, uh, you know, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a little older. I'm trying to get into golf. Help me explain this. Tiger is not relevant in this tournament. Why is he literally every article on ESPN? And I said, for two reasons. The fan base for Tiger is huge. Sure. And the troll business of, of ESPN is huge. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They know that they, the people are so polarized by Tiger that they're going to like hate that there's all the coverage. And, and then it's, it's a very casual fan site, ESPN, for golf. Like, you, you know, people who aren't real fans don't go to go, to ESPN, they go to golf, you know, cha- channel, golf.com, golf digest, whatever. So, you know, I want to present, I think, I think Joe Prano, for all you golf heads out there, we will yeah. keep it short, that Joe Prano should be. He should join the bandwagon of John Rahm. That's the Joe Prano golfer I'd like to see. Um, I'm sorry, who? John Rahm. Who's that? He's from Spain, played at Arizona State. He's like 23. There's still some room on the bandwagon for him. I think Joe Prano should join that bandwagon. But let's talk about Tiger, who finished. I looked it up today. I, I thought he finished T12. That's incorrect. He finished tied for 20th. Had a good day today. I think he shot us five under sixty seven.
1: Well, look, we've already discussed at length the Tiger stuff, and and I don't need to repeat myself. I I, I stand by what I've said in the past, but I do have one thing I, I'd like to add. I, I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. But the news media. This isn't just ESPN. This is all the news media. They're dictating what we want to see. Hundred percent. So my argument, whether it's not just Tiger, whether it's Tiger Woods or Johnny Manziel or Tim Tebow, notice I'm listing all, all irrelevant athletes now. Uh, <laughs> when, when ESPN is making this conscious decision to cram someone like Tiger Woods or Tim Tebow down your throat, they're also dictating what they want people to either care about or not care about, correct? Or to troll, like you were saying. So my argument is this. I get what you're saying, but I could come back and say, if they want to put the time, money, and energy into propping up another golfer, they do have that ability. And then Tiger would slowly get less and less attention. Do you see my point? I do. So that's that that's that's just my argument back to kind of counter it is people say, oh, everyone cares. And I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm also saying they care because it's being shoved down your throat. It's the same thing with the whole Donald Trump phenomenon and all this other stuff. You see, in the past, nobody cared about a 16-year-old dealing with a Native American at a rally. Do you see what I'm saying? But the news is going to say, we're going to force this down your goddamn throat. My argument back is I don't think people ultimately care as much as they want you to believe. In all these things,
0: I, I, I've heard you say this stance before, and I I hear you. I think what I think um, the golf people in in media would love to, love to find stories that are as compelling as Tiger, and I think they tried. When Tiger disappeared, I think they saw the ratings disappear to too. Yeah. Career. So I think they're just they're just following the money. It's like the the, the ratings get higher when Tiger plays.
1: But like, okay, take take uh, take Brooks. Uh, how's his last name pronounced? Kepka. So he, I saw he posted a picture, in a thong, right, in a thong, yeah. next to his smoking hot Instagram model girlfriend who was wearing a matching thong. You can run with that. That's all I'm saying. Like, like you take in today's social media age, you have this. How, how many majors has he won?
0: Three, I believe.
1: So you have a guy who's won three majors. He's popular. He's dating an Instagram model, which everybody loves talking about. He's posing in a thong. My point is, if they really wanted to, they could run with that, some of these news organizations. That's all I'm saying. But to me, they're not. You're saying they're looking for storylines. That's a storyline they could even run with to promote this guy. I don't think they care. I I think they're, they're still obviously, we both know this, they're still obviously all in on Tiger, which is fine. But again, you're a product of what you get shown is that's all I'm saying.
0: And look, I, I mean, I follow probably. There's probably a handful of us out and listening to this podcast that are as passionate about golf as I am. And I think like you, you, there's just there's not a lot of guys that are as inherently like Tiger. When you listen to Tiger talk, he's like not that charismatic or you know yeah. He's not. I think behind closed doors, he's funnier than than we give him credit for. Kind of like got a jocular sense of humor. But like there's just an innate. Charisma about Tiger. I you can't say that about a lot of players on the tour. Like there's just not a lot of there's just not a lot of dudes that I'm like that story. That, that guy seems like a cool guy or like a dominant guy or you know people bash Patrick Reed because he just wanted to be you know you know Patrick Reed won the Masters last year sure. and became the the villain of of sports for the, of the golf tour like so I, I just don't, I don't know what people. People but, 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 always run for Phil because he's kind of like. But my a point nice is, guy. aren't I just
1: listing one right now? I'm saying you have a golfer posing in a thought. I'm just saying, like, like that's a story you could run with. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Because to well, me, I think
0: golf has a problem with that because they, they don't want to be. They, they're they're having a, they're having an identity issue. Not to get too deep into golf because I know most of us don't care, but like, golf wants to be seen as like they're they're, they're trying to they're, they've changed they put some rules in play to kind of make it feel more um relevant to people who play in the public courses. Like you can you can putt with the pin in this year. Couldn't do that last year or year hundreds of years before. Now you can putt with the pin in, speed of pace of play. Kind of reminds you of like being on a public park. You know? Um, they're trying to become
1: Well, this was beautiful. already figured out twenty plus years ago. I don't know what they're doing, but they should just rewatch Happy Gilmore because even though that's a comedy, and obviously it's ridiculous, but it's hilarious, classic Adam Sandler movie. Dude, you can take stuff from that. Like, like the, the Tiger, I remember when Tiger first came out, and it was great for inner city golf. Remember that? Yeah. It, it was great Dude. for areas where you traditionally did not have golfers. And, and Tiger was amazing for that, especially within the black community. That still doesn't exist. Do you know what I'm saying? Like like that wore off, is all I'm saying. Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison. Did I say Happy Gilmore? No, which one is your favorite? Oh. Billy Madison. Me too. We Joe and I have debated this. He's a Happy the show. Gilmore guy? No, we debated best Sandler movie, and I said like comedy, like vintage Sandler to me is Billy Madison. Preno said Big Daddy, and the dirtball's this really brought people coming out of the woodwork to share their opinion. People were like, it was polarizing, like it was all over the place? Yeah. To me, vintage Chandler is Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. That doesn't mean I don't like big, it doesn't mean I dislike Big Daddy, but to me, Billy Madison.
0: I think I'd rather watch, if, if, if Billy Madison was on, I would probably stop to watch it before I stopped to watch Happy Gilmore. Even though I think Happy Gilmore has a ton of funny jokes, for some reason, Billy Madison makes me laugh. More. Me too, but Punch Drunk Love is probably like the 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 movie that people don't appreciate. Billy, or Adam Sandler. But when we enough. say
1: vintage Sandler, I believe I could be wrong. I believe that was our discussion that we had. And Prano said Big Daddy, and I was like, vintage Sandler again. To me, is... I don't is, even know if I've
0: seen Big Daddy. Really? No, I gotta do some. I gotta do some. Go back into the the vaults and see the classics of Adam Sandler.
1: I mean, S- Sandler has a rich catalog. Yeah. I feel like he gets shit on a lot unnecessarily. Have you seen any of the, like, the, the Netflix? I'm not. I'll just tell you right now. now seen, I, I, I have seen say, a Netflix film. I will say, yeah. I did attempt Sandy Wexler. Ooh. And then I did, damn, now I look back. I, I didn't get through two of them. That's not a good sign. I did attempt the... Uh, what was the parody of the Grateful Eight? What, what was what was his parody? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying. The longest yard, the
1: football. No. Oh. What's the the Great Eight? The, like the Western one? that oh, He, yeah, that he yes. parodied. I didn't get through that either. Seven or something. Um,
0: I didn't well, get through did, that. Did you see 100 percent Fresh? No. I heard this. I would I would, I would like to see that, but uh, for what's me, that? It's, it's a stand-up. I think he did like a oh yeah yeah set. yeah.
1: Okay, I yeah. didn't see it. Yeah. There's, there's I, I've said this before. There's too much content.
0: Well, when Now We're Talking is coming out, guys, whenever it does, hopefully soon, it should be soon, I need you to watch it, so, you know.
1: But that's, that's content everybody has Everyone to Everyone will love that. Everyone will love that. I mean, there's rumors that I, ha- that I have a line in it.
0: The, the, that rumor may be true. One line. Well, I definitely cut some pieces together from our improvised stuff, which I've said before, so I'm excited to show that to the world. And shout out to bo- our boy, Nick D'Alessandro. The dude's amazing. You know he's doing. I know most of the dirtballs out there know who he is, but you know what he does? A, he does a sports show for Central Michigan, and I listened to it. And he did a great job, and um, you know he's got a real future. So shout out to Nick. And I know that you're always looking for faces to cut up in videos. So here's a couple faces real quick. When I, when you, you Andy says something stupid, I'm going to do this right now. Just cut to me shaking my head. There you go.
1: When have I ever said anything stupid? <laughs> I mean, it's not like I've gone two and eight on my playoff picks. Great video. Cut by. There you go. I call him Nikki D. I don't know if he knows this. He's in my phone as Nikki D. He might be in my phone as Nikki D. I just, I just think he's a Nikki D. One of
0: the worst sports days of the year, guys. This year. Today.
1: I'm trying to think of a worse sports day.
0: I mean, I'm sure the dog days of summer are not great, right? Yeah. I, I, like, I think you know I've talked about this before. When they start showing the Little League World Series on ESPN, I, I, like, take down my TV and throw it out the window. Are you following college basketball at all? You know, I've been, I've been paying attention to college basketball because two of my teams, <laughs> Michigan and my alma mater, Virginia, are top five teams right now. And, I, you know, I did something I've never done in my entire life, and I encourage you you all to never do this as well. Um. I went to Joe Lenardi's bracketology today. Can you believe I did that?
1: Yeah, I can believe it. Just to see
0: what what what's what's going on in the college hoops world. And he had Michigan State as a as a one seed. Unfortunately, they did lose today to Purdue. And he has Michigan as a two seed playing Virginia. But I saw, you know, it's it's a it's a wild world out there. There's only one Pac ten team or Pac twelve team is gonna make it into the tournament. Arizona? Whoever wins. Whoever wins the tournament.
1: Whoever wins the... Arizona, I had that game on last night because the amazing Bill Walton was calling it yeah. out here in Westwood. So I had that game on in the background. Arizona got smoked. Smoked. By
0: UCLA. Right now, they, 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 they predict uh, Arizona State to be the champion, but they have them as an 11 seed. Like That's how weak the Pac-12, the Pac-12 12 is. is right now. Yeah, the, the 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 winner of the Pac-12 will be an 11 seed. It could be in a play-in game. Wow! So, I'll say this right now: like everyone's going to remember forever that Virginia got beat by a 16 seed last year, and the, and it's a tough to swallow for 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 Virginia fans. But
1: I don't think the way they play basketball would ever win a title. I, well,
0: I don't know about win a title, but they're beating they're they're continuing to beat teams down in the ACC. Aside from a very competitive duke game i think this is a year that you if you're if you're in vegas which we're not going to be right because we're going be, to be calling all 12 hours of march madness are you ready for that i can't wait so how many i need two more tvs it could be two more tvs it could be two, you know computer screens we can maybe rip them off the you know with the, the tablet or whatever but i if i was in vegas i would put a little money in virginia this year Think no, I, I, no way. Nope. I'm, I'm,
1: because I, I haven't even watched them again. That style of. I lo- me, that's
0: Tennessee, right? We talk, We like Tennessee. To me, is is. I wouldn't touch the Tennessee paper either. Tiger, right.
1: I wouldn't touch I Tennessee my either. Paper
0: tiger use of the week. Um, Rick Barnes just not known for really getting yeah. done. Virginia just ran into a bad situation. I think they learned a lot. And they, they, have, two, they have two. They have two. They have a top ten player DeAndre Hunter didn't play last year. In the tournament he hurt himself this year he's a top he's a lottery pick playing for uva uh um, jerome is probably a late first rounder they got two two quality you know players
1: what about kentucky kentucky's playing good basketball right now uh,
0: they beat kansas yesterday yeah obviously kentucky's there's always it depends on their their seeding. you know what i mean like they're not a team you want to face and they end up being like a you know, it's whatever a four seed or something. Yeah, you're not gonna be pumped to be the one seed getting Kentucky in your draw. But I don't know. I think there's. I just. I feel like there's. You know, I think Michigan State's a, a, again. They lost today, but it's just hard to go. Th- I mean, these conference games are just hard to win. All, yeah, it's hard to win all of them. Yeah. So you know, I think Michigan State's still a team that's you don't want to don't want to see.
1: Let's talk Zion Williamson. Yeah. Our team's tanking. Who's tanking in the NBA to get him? He's without a doubt the number one pick, right? Yeah. I don't think that was the case before he played this year. I think
0: RJ Barrett was going to be the number one pick, and he might be, you know, might be 1 2. But the Knicks are definitely tanking. The Cavaliers are tanking. Can you imagine the Cavaliers? Are the Cavaliers going to get it again? <laughs> I mean, are we serious right now? I think we are. That'd be great, right? Do we care? Does the NBA care enough about the Cavaliers to give them? Well, another first-round draft pick. I mean, number one overall.
1: And they've wasted how many?
0: Well, LeBron got him a title, so I can't say you can't say that they wasted it, right? Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett is obviously the, is the poster boy for mistakes.
1: Where'd he go? UNLV. Yes. All right, so right now, if we look at the conference standings, I'll pull it up here. They drafted, they drafted Wiggins. Yeah. And traded him. They have Kyrie. Traded him. So the Bulls have 11 wins, the Knicks have 10, the Cavs have 10, and then the Suns have 11. Those are, those are your worst current NBA teams. What,
0: what, what's a comp for you, for, for Zion? I hear Larry John like a more explosive
1: Larry Johnson.
0: But but more so than just the player, like uh, the energy.
1: He can handle the ball, though. Yeah. Larry Johnson couldn't handle the ball.
0: What do you think, like, what what, what kind of, like, the, the fervor around Zion? Like, do, when's the last time it re- reminded you? Like, Greg Oden comes to mind for me. Even though Greg, Greg Oden didn't pan out, like, everyone was salivating over Greg Oden. Yeah.
1: I mean, he gets LeBron comparisons, but let's just end that shit. I agree. Like, let's not compare... Zion to LeBron. I just don't like that comparison one bit. I don't know. I mean, he's a very interesting and unique-looking player if you watch him play. I don't like the Larry Johnson comparison because Larry Johnson couldn't shoot. He couldn't handle the ball. And Larry Johnson... Zion's not the best shooter
0: yet. I mean, he could he could definitely improve, but... I'm just checking. The you know the team that's really impressing me right now is... Um, not uh, to, to, to jump over to the NBA. Is the, Go ahead. Is the Bucks, Bucks. You know what? I don't. I, I can't say I was like a full believer in the Bucks. They're losing right now to the the, the the Thunder. But Vegas Vegas rates them pretty highly. The Bucks are playing at Oklahoma City, and the Bucks were were favored. Like that to me is, I don't know if they're ready for that, but like that's yeah, they're, they're definitely like respected by Las Vegas right now. Which it makes me
1: respect them. More. Where do you put Milwaukee as far as making the finals?
0: They have a shot. I mean, the Pacers are probably done, right? With the Pacers Depot? are done. Yeah, the Pacers are currently third. Don't see that happening.
1: You got the Raptors. too. the Sixers are right there. The Celtics are right there.
0: I well, it, 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 it's a matchup related thing because I think Boston, uh, kind of ha- has Philly's number right sure. now. Sure. But Toronto could have could be a tough out, and I, I think the Bucks the Bucks Celtics series was really tough last year. So I, w- I don't think I would want to see the Bucks this year. Um, I think there's four teams: Bucks, Raptors, the, Celtics, the, and the, the I Sixers think the Bucks last. might be a year
1: away from making it to the finals. They're
0: playing good right now. Let me, let's switch it to the to the to the West. And what do you think? Like, where do you see the Lakers ending up? Obviously, they're gonna, when LeBron comes back, they're going to make the playoffs. They're ninth right now.
1: Who do you see them leapfrogging? I think the Lakers can get up to a six. Can you see that? All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that okay. So Oklahoma City potentially Lakers game.
1: I mean, I'm very is interested. Lebron coming back? What's the deal? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. There's rumors that his camp does not want Luke Walton coaching the team anymore. They want him done. I saw these rumors. I mean, look, I'm a big LeBron fan. He also has a history of getting coaches fired. I'm not but I'm not even having an opinion on that cuz I don't even know if I have an opinion on that. But the fact is if LeBron wants a guy gone, he's gone. That's true. But then again, he was also in Cleveland. This is Los Angeles. This is the storied Lakers franchise.
0: The Heat, the Heat, the Heat chopped ahead. Didn't they take out Van Gundy? Oh no!
1: No, he always had
0: Spolstra. Oh, it's always, always Spolstra. Yeah. Only, only when, um, maybe when it was Pat Riley was the first time around. I know for a fact that, well, whatever, that's a Prano question. Van Gundy got chopped, and then Pat Riley came in and t- took over. But, yeah, so it was, it was only... Um, oh, yeah, when
1: they won the title? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. won that title with yeah. Dwayne. Yeah, but that's the... That, that was Pat Riley. Exactly. For, for sure.
0: So always Spolster. But so. he
1: always had Spolster in Miami. You, you look at Cleveland, uh, Mike Brown. Of course. Uh, Who's the uh, guy who went to coach in Israel? Yep. That's all I'm going to say. We don't know his name? Blatt. David Blatt. Tyloo, you done?
0: That's three guys. That's probably more too. Um, I won't be surprised. My question to you is, um, or, or to the to the to the Lakers is, um, who are you going to get?
1: Like what what, what? what? I don't know who you get. Me and like, Prano talked about this. The conclusion we came to was, you add Bill Walton as the assistant coach. That's the only logical yeah. explanation we have.
0: I mean, I love magic, and uh, Rob Polinka did go to Michigan, played on the the Fab Five team on the bench. But yeah, it all circles back to this curious roster they put together. It's not a good roster. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know. I, I you know,
1: you I know my opinion. In my by the way, since you've been here, my opinion has not changed on Brandon Ingram one bit. Brandon Ingram, I don't know how many times I'm going to say it. I watch him. I watch the Lakers all the time. He is a bust. He is not a top three pick. You're in your third year. You got to start playing like a top three pick. He doesn't.
0: I bet you, like, because I, I remember we we bring up Brandon Ingram a lot when we're, we're together, but like outside of LA, I bet you no one even knows who this dude is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No one cares. Like, he doesn't change
1: affect games that much it's exactly what I'm saying um your top three pick it's your third year LeBron's down who's stepping up I love kuzma's game Rondo was out now it's a lot better that Rondo's back you know they have guys who will come in and step it up you know you'll you have your random good game from Beasley from Javel McGee from uh who's the big white guy uh what am I forgetting his name Zubach. Zubach. You have those guys stepping up, but who's their consistent guy outside of Kuzma? And Kuzma
0: hasn't been as consistent as we'd hoped. I mean, coming back from injury, he had a couple, you know, a couple bad games. Uh, I'm I'm a Kuzma guy.
1: Yeah, me too. uh,
0: But, you know, the great game last night with um, the Celtics and the Warriors, obviously, pretty high quality game. Uh, But Warriors won 10 in a row. I mean, it's just, it's. It's, it's not fair. It's just hard to beat the Warriors. I mean, like the Celtics played really well. Kyrie hit some big shots. I mean, yeah. tough game, good game. I don't know if you were at Target, might have missed that game. I uh, I was watching that game. <laughs> watching the at the screens at Target. <laughs> 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 but um, man, I I I really you know.
1: Am I going to, by the way, real quick before, am I going to be that guy who ends up with like a companion doll? (laughs) Am I going to be, what's the uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie I just watched? Am I going to be the, uh, her?
0: Oh, oh, yeah.
1: Scarlett Johansson. That's right. The voice. The artificial intelligence girlfriend.
0: I don't think it's far away.
1: Me or that? (laughs)
0: that? No, you. You, definitely you. But yeah, the NBA is um, it's it's gonna be interesting, but really not in the West. I mean, the West is is I don't you know I just don't see anybody. The Warriors are just, they're
1: just you know awful. Prano said this, and I in a way agree. I in a way I just hope LeBron doesn't doesn't come back, just so everyone can see. I was arguing again the other day with somebody about this, how bad the Lakers are without him. It's like let's just end this discussion. Yeah. It's
0: true. I mean, do you do you have do the Lakers have fears? I mean, he's gonna come back. He's gonna come back when he wants to come back. But he's he hasn't had a lot of uh, injuries in his career.
1: No, that's what we're saying. This
0: yeah. might be the beginning of the end. Yeah, wondering, right? Because we still don't know. But I'm sure. I'm sure he'll come back.
1: But and but and we dominate. Bo- we both agree, right? There's no like the coaches out there. Who you getting?
0: I don't. have, I have a clue.
1: There's no other alternative. What's interesting
0: about basketball is like there's no, you know, scheme matters to a certain degree, but it's not like a Sean McVay who within 10 years came up and go to the Super Bowl. Like, I just it's just, the game is it's so susceptible to good coaching, football. Yeah. Basketball is like, there's some great plays. I mean, obviously it's, there's some great
1: you have your scouting. Brad, you have your Brad Stevens coaches. running the plays, but a lot of it's just ego management.
0: A lot of ego management.
1: With NBA coaches yeah dude i agree i i i think look i I mean I've said it I don't know how many times i'm going to say it to me it doesn't matter it's it's the warriors
0: and then we'll see what happens i mean we'll see if durant is 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 you know done enough and he's going to move on so it's it's gonna be a very exciting offseason. but uh the season doesn't look like there's going to have too much drama
1: well tug i I am excited to get to some dirtball calls. I think we should do that. What sure. do you think? Let's do it. Well, let's hear from the people. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody to pull open, if you haven't downloaded already, your SeatGeek app. We talked about this last episode. Tickets are down. Prices have gone down for this year's Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta. So hop on SeatGeek and get you some tickets. Guys, I love SeatGeek because you can see exactly where you're going to sit. And actually, Tug, I wanted to bring this up as we're talking about SeatGeek. I was looking at tickets. I know you're a big concert goer. Is there any interest to see Elton John at the Forum next weekend? I would say some interest. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen what the ticket prices are.
0: But okay. Uh, but I, you know, I went down and saw. Uh, you know, this band. Nineteen-year-old girl from Maryland called Snail Mail.
1: I I saw that. Which is, on your Instagram her, story. Her, her album
0: is awesome, and her band's album is awesome. Check it out. And then Parquet Quartz, who I know, I'm sure some of you are fans out there. But but that was, it's it was at the Nova, which is right next door. Traffic was horrible to, to Staples, where EJ was doing his farewell
1: tour. Well. This one would be at the forum, and I was looking at tickets on SeatGeek. I mean, I'm into it. Okay, I saw I was, some
0: clips. I'm into it.
1: So I, I, am a fan. I'm a his, big fan of his music. I, I, got to see him when I used to live in Las Vegas at the Coliseum. Uh, it was an amazing show. That's cool. Uh, but guys, if you want to get your tickets, only use SeatGeek because best of all, all Dirtballs get ten dollars off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code Dirty today. That's promo code Dirty for ten dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. Sea Geek Life's an event. We have the tickets. Okay, you want to throw on those headphones, my friend. Desperately. Let's get to some. Uh, oh no, you got yours in front of oh, you, thank on your right. You. Left, whatever. Okay, let's uh, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got today for the dirt ball calls. You know, we we were just talking Lebron, and I know we get a lot of Lebron questions, but uh, let's let's start out with a Lebron question. What do you think? What do you think, Mr. Coker? I'm into it. Cool.
0: Hey,
2: guys. This is the mythical Chupacabra. Got a question for you guys regarding Jordan and LeBron. Hypothetically speaking, if these two guys switch eras, meaning Jordan comes to this era and plays, and LeBron goes back to Jordan there and plays, how do you think that would turn out? Meaning, would... LeBron be as loved as Jordan was and with Jordan be as, I guess, not hated, maybe marred as Jordan was. Also, take in consideration that they're still the same people, so LeBron seems like a pretty decent guy, so he's he's the same way back in the 90s, and Jordan is a closeted asshole nowadays. I feel like with technology, that would affect him because if you're, you're, if you're an asshole... Someone's definitely going to know about it. But anyway, guys, condoms are for the fucking Cowboys. Uh, I'm a fan, and they, they fucked me this year. I need everything to suck. Thanks,
1: guys. Well, look, Chupacabro, I know you're a Cowboys fan, but sucked. You won a playoff game. I don't think many people saw the Cowboys win a playoff game. You should be happy. Shout out, Chup- Chupacabra. Chupacabro for being a Cowboys fan. We, we, have, we have decided that's one of our favorite Instagram handles. That's a great one. Chupacabro. Yeah, that's a good handle. And his one before that was salad underscore breadsticks.
0: And I'll say this. He shouted me out on a previous call, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan.
1: Here's what I find interesting about his question. It seems like he wasn't really talking the on the court stuff because you get that all the time, and I think it's played out. He's kind of talking about the image stuff.
0: I like that angle of the question a lot better anyway.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, so great question.
0: And um, I agree. The social media thing is just so...
1: It changes everything. Just,
0: I mean, we, the, the Steve Kerr fight probably comes out.
1: Oh, hands you know? down.
0: Uh,
1: hands down.
0: You know, the, the the night that he is... And, uh, by, and by the, the way... The, the night he goes to Lance City. And, everyone can, Everyone videotapes him.
1: And by the way... You know? You're saying things that maybe some of the young dirtballs don't even know. Guys, for the record, Michael Jordan fought his own teammate, Steve Kerr.
0: Yeah, punched him right in the face.
1: Punched him right in the face. So you see these things about Andrew Wiggins and these guys. These guys aren't actually physically fighting. We're talking an actual fight. So you make a great point, too, about Atlantic City. All these things Jordan did, and not just Jordan, Everyone. In fact, let, 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 let me take a step back here for a minute because I've been really chewing on this. And, I, and I've actually, I started writing some bits about it. I don't want to use any of my bits, but it, it's along this premise. One could argue that life was much better before all this stuff because you could get away with stuff. Just everyone in life. And you weren't, to a degree, we're, even people who aren't athletes, aren't celebrities, to a degree, everyone's somewhat under a microscope. Agreed? Yeah. Because everyone has access to video on their phone, which is still new. Guys, the iPhone came out in 2007. You can't forget that. This is still a new phenomenon, if you really want to think about it. So 100% it changes how we view people. And I think he's right. I mean, if you put LeBron, who's lived a pretty clean Life, the The only knock on LeBron is the decision. Yeah. He would be loved, and Jordan would be hated. He would be hated, all those things. In social media age, he'd be a pariah. Now, he'd still be a great, amazing NBA player. Let me put it this way. I think if you switch, this is what I find fascinating. If you switch them, LeBron's doing the... Be like Mike commercials. LeBron's doing the Haynes, I think so. Right? Yeah. Jordan would be what, a bad boy.
0: What's, what's the tag for LeBron? Be like Mike is is perfect for obvious reasons. Sure. It's a whole new world of of things that we love. That uh,
1: we're, we're going down these like. I, I hope one day they have like a virtual reality world where you can examine things if they were switched. Like last episode, Prano and I had a great discussion and i and I ended up having this at the car dealership of Brady. I did the same thing with the guy at my car dealership of this whole idea of what if Brady's drafted and goes to Cleveland? What if he plays for a you know where is he and and i i don 't know how this could work or the simulation, but are we that far from a technology to see how things could play out? It'd be a crazy world
0: yes it's it's, it's a uh, in, in Hollywood they call it the sliding doors idea. Which is what? It's just a movie, you know, based on I think Gwyneth Paltrow was in it where um basically like you just see your life if you make a different choice, they see that life acted out. You basically saying instead of like you you know, you you take a right and you run into your future wife or husband, you take a left, you never meet that person. Sliding
1: you, Doors. Yeah. When did this come out? Uh Is it good? Cuz I find this fascinating.
0: I haven't. I, you know, honestly, I've never seen it. I just know that's what the people like. People always talk. Do
1: you, as an actor, do you watch movies? Never yet? seen a movie. <laughs> I'm,
0: like, I'm like Tom Cruise. Never, never seen a movie. You guys seen that quote where at the I'm, I'm Tom Cruise it. doesn't see movies? Well, there's a great quote on on, on Twitter somewhere. Like, and they're like, "What are your sim- What are some of your favorite movies?" The question pers- you know, the, the the questioner asks Tom Cruise, "What are some of your favorite movies?" And he's like, "Oh man, I I love movies. I love so many movies." I love movies that, that make you feel good and movies that think, make you think. He doesn't give it... M- movies that make you laugh. Never cites
1: one movie. That's amazing. <laughs> I know.
0: It's
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Well, between all the movies he's doing and Church of Scientology, he doesn't have time to actually watch movies. No. Let's no. keep it NBA uh, related. This is a question... We kind of lightly touched on it, but this is a question about the, uh, the Celtics.
2: Hey Joe and Andy, Tim Heberline, Airy PA Dirtball. As a Celtics fan, I I see this team now living up to their potential. And I guess my question is, outside of your Kyrie take, what do you guys think is really the problem for this team? I mean we all know Brad Stevens is a great X's and O's coach, but I think he might be struggling to keep some of these egos and, and agendas on this team in check. I mean Jason Tatum's a great young player, should be treated as a as a number two option on this team, but is it for some reason? So I guess how much of that do you put on Brad Stevens? And do you maybe see a trade coming for this team? Thanks, guys. Stay dirty.
0: It's a great question. It's something I think about a lot. Being a Celtics fan, big, a big, 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 big Celtics fan. But uh, I agree, they've underperformed this year, and I think we're, we're we're like fifty games into the season now. Yeah. So, so you know, there's thirty thirty games left, thirty two games left. You think a lot of these problems will be solved by now? Now they have played a lot better. Uh, Tim, I think his name was right. I didn't catch his name. I want Well, I, I think that was it. So shout out Tim for the, the great question about the Celtics. But I think like there's still try- There, there, there's some ego juggling that's happening. I mean, Terry Rozier was a star in the playoffs last year, and he's not getting the minutes. Um, you know, we have a lot of glue guys that we had that played really well. have Been hurt, Baines. Um. Is, is a guy that comes to mind for that team, you know. Um, I, just, I just, I feel like we're just it's, right now. I, I think you have a. You have, they're, you, they're just not. They're, the theory is Kyrie is like a ball hog, or whatever. That's that's you know, he he puts people in position to win. We had a chance to hit a big three last night. We didn't hit it. Yeah, you know? we, yeah. yeah. We had a shot. You know, so we're playing. We're we're, we're beaten. We're playing good teams. Well, we beat the Raptors. You know, recently, uh, we sh- could have beaten the Warriors last night. Um, it's just a little, little bit of little, little things that just haven't come together yet. I think it's also Hayward is not really. We spent a lot of time trying to develop Hayward. The Celtics spent a lot of time, and they are just still waiting for him to get back to full health. He's just not there yet.
1: Sometimes teams don't mesh well. It's true. It just in general, all sports. You have talent. You have the ability. And sometimes it doesn't come together. And then sometimes, right, it's the opposite, where you might not have the quote-unquote talent, but teams just work well together. They fit together like a puzzle. I just don't see that with this team. But what's crazy is, without Kyrie, without Hayward, they did fit together last playoffs. They did make it to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. They worked. I don't know. So to
0: me, one of the biggest pieces of, of the puzzle right now is trying to figure out Jalen Brown. How do you solve the mystery that's been Jalen Brown this year? He's been a little banged up, but we saw so much growth from season one to season two, and we're not seeing it season three. Um, I think Bill Simmons or or maybe post picture uh, uh, some stats about Tatum's growth and Jalen Brown's growth, but we just haven't seen that really, that that sort of reemergence of Jalen Brown being that dual threat um on defense and offense this year. He's a, not quite 100% healthy, I don't think, but I'd love to see him get better. I mean, Tatum, you know, also, you know, this is not a Kobe household here at Dirty Sports. Like, Kobe, <laughs> you know...
1: This is not a Kobe household. Um, That's what it actually says on my doormat. Yeah, yeah. This is not a Caleb Kobe household. Kobe stands are not welcome.
0: Yeah. So, you know, he did practice with Tatum in the off season. And we we did have to, there were some bad habits that developed. I mean, Kobe is an un- unbelievable scorer, but I think Tatum picked up a few bad habits, in the sense that he was taking shots he shouldn't necessarily take, or things that he you know he hadn't perfected things that Kobe had took taken twenty years to perfect. So you know he's a case of a twenty year old kid kind of shaking out some things that were maybe you, you kind of read your own clippings and I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm as I'm as befuddled as the, as the phone caller but I,
1: I would say this we are 49 games in they're 30 and 19 my argument would say they're not just going to figure it out come playoffs they could it's not out of the realm of possibility do the celtics finally just figure it out come playoffs no the celtics do to me they don't make it to the finals for all those reasons.
0: I think it's a matchup. I mean, I just feel like the Sixers are a good. If, if they somehow run into the Sixers, they got a good shot because I just don't think that the teams match up that well. Uh, the Sixers match up well with the Celtics, and I think it's a pretty big coaching advantage in that game. Sure. The two teams I think you got to worry about are... The top are, two. Are the top two. Yeah. Are the Bucks and the Raptors. I mean, the Bucks are hungry to avenge the, the loss from last year. It's a good... You and I change our MVP picks every, you know, every time I'm on, but like Giannis is a you know, he's a real shot to be the MVP this year. So I think there's still a chance. I, I I'm I'm as confused as the caller though. Um I hope we can figure it out. But there, there's also the trade deadline. You never know. Maybe there's a yeah. piece moving. So we'll see.
1: Well let's get to one final call. Lots of questions about the cut cam. Lots of people trying to Determine what makes a cock, what doesn't make a cuck.
0: What's the backstory of the Tennessee? You you tweeted that out. So they just they just basically like did the cuck cam with that one guy.
1: Yeah, Tennessee did. They spotted a guy in the Tennessee student section. What was he wearing again? I think a Minnesota Timberwolves. Jersey. Yeah, he was in Minnesota Timberwolves gear in the middle of Tennessee's basketball and student they said, section. Hey, hey,
0: Timberwolves, come grab your, come grab your mans or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: come grab your mans.
0: Yeah, I mean that was that was that was nice.
1: Yeah, they basically did their own version of the cut cam. That's true. I mean, I would argue the cut cam is one of the greatest things that Dirty Sports has ever introduced. Yeah, I would and, agree. And I forget, and I apologize for getting your name. Shout out to the dirtball who decided it was cut cam versus cheddar dick cam.
0: Yeah, you changed it, right?
1: Yeah. Slide into my DMs. Y- you get some koozies. I mean, that's the least I can do. Absolutely. All right, so we have a question about this. This might be good for you since you're a fan of so many different teams. <laughs> Shots fired.
3: Hey, boys. <clears throat> this is Luke from Ohio. Just a quick question. Would you be a cuck or would it be unacceptable to, like, like, let's say Joe, he's, he's a um, Knicks fan. Would it be unacceptable or would he be a cuck if he got a jersey of someone like he really, really likes, like let's say LeBron or let's say CJ McCollum since he's an alumni from the same college that Joe went to. Would he be a cuck for getting a jersey for a player like that, for someone he just really fucking likes or slurps for good reason, obviously, because it's LeBron. But even like CJ McCollum or like Andy, let's say someone – On Xavier's basketball team that you really liked was a lottery pick, the NBA draft, and he just went on to be a fucking stud in the NBA. Would you be a cuck to buy his jersey even though he played for a team that you don't necessarily root for? Just wanted to see what you guys had to say like that and stay dirty.
1: Now, Joe addressed this last episode. I thought Prano did an excellent job um, addressing this. We we have kind of put out... uh, not a warning, we put out a signal to the dirt ball saying they're getting a little ambitious with the cut cam.
0: So you, people are hitting you up all the time with pictures.
1: But not, not just that. that they're, the main cut cam is you wear a Golden State Warriors jersey to a Clippers-Raptors game.
0: Do you see what I'm saying? I percent agree. To me, this question is like do you want to do is it a, are you a cuck if you if you wear someone's jersey around? Yeah,
1: you're 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 not you do if you like LeBron, wear a LeBron jersey. But again, there's a caveat. You don't want to be wearing a LeBron jersey to a Minnesota Timberwolves Chicago Bulls game. Then you're a cuck. Agreed? Correct. Then you're a cuck. But yeah, dude, if if look, I'm a LeBron fan. Preno's a LeBron fan. Prano is a diehard Knicks fan. If Prano buys a Portland Trailblazers CJ McCollum jersey because he went to Lehigh where Prano went, Prano's not a cuck for wearing that around. Again, I, I feel like we, like, were we so aggressive? Joe and I have called these people out that everyone is now scared. Guys, you can support, again, it brings back to the point we mentioned last episode, and maybe he didn't hear last episode yet. You just can't wear an opposing team or an opposing player, I'm sorry, you can't wear a, a jersey of a player or a different team who's not playing. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's like it's like the dirtball who went to the Chiefs Patriots game and sent us that amazing cut cam. The guy showed up in Arrowhead wearing a Jimmy Garoppolo jersey. What are you doing?
0: I will, I will say that I, I did cuck one time. <laughs> I knew it! And it was on purpose. What'd you I, do? Um, so like six, seven years ago, UVA football played USC at the Coliseum. And I didn't have UVA jersey. So I wore... I only have one jersey. Because I I kind of have a philosophy on jerseys. I'm like, this is going to sound weird, but this is is the psychology episode of Dirty Sports. I find it weird that you would ever wear another man's name on your back. Like, to me, that just is odd. No, that's not odd. I, I can see that. Yeah, I just don't think... You don't Th- think that I'm- I would put another person on, on a pedestal where I would represent his name on my back?
1: You don't think a grown man should do that?
0: That's not. It's just not something that I would do. Yeah. I can
1: respect that, a hundred percent. So what'd you do? But
0: I did. But I did at the time have one jersey, and it was not affiliated with a team that I liked. It was a an Oakland Raiders Michael Huff jersey. <laughs> what? I, it's so weird. Yo fool. Yeah, and I went to the Coliseum to support or watch the UVA game against USC. But the funny thing was. I got more Daps
1: from people working at
0: oh, the yeah. Coliseum for the Raiders jersey than oh, yeah. I have at any point. In my you life. knew
1: you nobody. I, was, you knew I was gonna get love. Yeah, I was gonna say you knew you were gonna get love, and you were protected, totally protected.
0: Because because I, I, it was like a lot of under the breath like yeah Raiders Raiders.
1: I, I believe I saw. Was it a comedian? I think it was a comedian. Was it a comedian? It had to have been. I, I I see so much damn comedy. I wish I knew which comedian said it was. I believe I saw a comedian who. Said they put Raider stickers on their car because they know, like, they'll get love. They'll get love, and you know, a dude's not gonna steal a car <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> when he that's sees good. a Raider. He's yeah. like, Yo, man, that's one of us. Like, he's not gonna mess with that car if he has Raider stuff on it.
0: Yeah, I just have a, I just have an issue with my, my with the jersey thing. I but, get it though.
1: Yeah. I can actually respect that. Yeah, yeah guys, to to re- reiterate what we said last week. Just don't wear a jersey of a person who's not playing. It's that simple. It's 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 pretty much that clear cut, and there's there's no excuses. There's just none. I mean, again, the Rams games blow my mind. You know, it was like the last Rams game I went to, which was the Eagles game. The tailgate next to us was one guy was wearing a Drew Brees jersey, and the other guy was wearing a uh, Khalil Mack jersey. I, I just don't get that. Like, it's Rams-Eagles.
0: I actually took a picture. In the spirit of Cut Cam, I took a picture of uh, a guy in my section for the Cowboys-Rams games who was wearing an Atlanta Falcons jersey. <laughs> and do you know who what player it was? Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley?
1: Wide receiver Calvin Ridley? Yeah.
0: It was an odd choice, but I, I, I snapped the photo. and I, I should have sent it to you guys, but I was thinking of you.
1: Well, Tug, you you should have said it. I would have posted it. Guys, those are the questions from the hotline. Thank you, as always. 310-359-8365. Let me look at the YouTube comments briefly. I see one from Joe Prano. He says, Tug Coker is the greatest thing DS ever introduced. Oh, my God. You guys have a love affair, don't you?
0: You know, Joe and I are just... Game respects game. And um, unlike you, I can see Joe out in the wild... (laughs) We can meet up for a
1: beverage. Are you saying Target at eleven PM <laughs> on a Saturday night by yourself buying candles does not count ca- what do you think that cashier thought? This is this is what I bought. Let me just yeah. go through yeah. everything I bought. Yeah. This is what I bought last night at Target. I bought two candles. I bought a new mat for my dishes. You, you know, that, that you dry your mat on. Uh or you know, because I don't have I I don't have a dishwasher here in the smut studio. I also bought A new pair of like running shorts, you know, that the runners wear, and uh, running
0: shorts that the runners wear.
1: Yep, very redundant. Yeah, that was it. What do you think she thought? Did she think, "Wow, this guy's a loser"? Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) I think there's a certain time on the clock at Target when you come in and they they think you're a loser.
1: Yeah, it's after ten o'clock, especially on a Saturday night. Yep. Yeah. Although
0: you know the one thing I'll, the one thing that saves you is it's on campus at UCLA. There could be a lot of right you went in Westwood right? No 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 no. Oh, you went to the one more, like Mar Vista or whatever.
1: No, I went to the Target. I take the ninety.
0: Oh no no, we're not doing that. I know I know I know where it is. Yeah, I love when we get into conversations about locale and. Uh,
1: yeah, no, I didn't go website. I didn't go to Westwood. Oh, never mind. It's even worse. Because then I really would be Ted Bundy. Yep. If I watch the yep. Ted Bundy tapes, yep. and then, then, then I go- you
0: go to UCLA <laughs> campus to Target, and At you, 11 you buy a of... dish, dish d- rack dryer. Candles. Ted Bundy could be a, the, one of the titles of, of, of this episode.
1: Is Andy Ruther Ted Bundy? <laughs> 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 you know, he did have a kid, right? Did you know that? Uh, I didn't, I didn't know. know that.
0: No, I didn't watch the video, so I don't know.
1: He married a woman. You guys got to watch this documentary. Yeah. He married a woman and they just didn't care. The jail guards used to let him have sex. He got his wife pregnant. There's another Bundy out there. My God. It's
0: wild. Tug. What, one last thing. Go wait, for wait. it. Because hey, I, I, I don't have time to watch. Did you watch any of the Firefest docs?
1: I'm going to watch the Netflix one.
0: The next. So, can you just ask the Dirt Balls on YouTube? who watched one which one to watch is it Netflix I'm
1: gonna watch one just tell me which one to watch tweet at him at Tug Coker
0: yeah tell me which one to watch
1: I'm gonna watch the Netflix one okay Tug anything you wanna promote besides your Twitter right now at Tug Coker at
0: Tug Coker on Twitter at Tug Coker on Instagram you know we're all just waiting for the moment I can finally announce where we're gonna put this show on which is just I think really a fun show for all the dirt balls Andy and Joe are on it and uh, I talked about it every time I'm on here. I can't wait to actually bring it to the world. So but uh more stuff coming. I'm pretty excited.
1: Excellent. Well, you guys can follow us at the Dirty Sports, subscribe to us on YouTube, drop an iTunes review. It takes two seconds. We got a negative one this week. Really? Can I can I read the negative one? Please. I, I like I like reading all of them.
0: I just want to give a quick shout out to Joe Perino for letting me fill in. Thanks so much for letting me wear the jacket. I kept the tag on. I'll put it back in the closet. Well here here's the
1: plan. Uh you are going to be back, right? On, on Thursday, you'll come back. We'll do a full Super Bowl preview, and yep. then Prana will be on the phone.
0: I'm excited to do the, to do the three way call again. You're
1: fun. you're a fan of the three way. I
0: was. I thought it went really well.
1: I'm a fan of three ways as well. Hello. Oh, is this thing on? <laughs> Let me read our negative iTunes review this week because i i want to I want to. Call attention to Can this. You,
0: uh, no, this. I don't know this. Can you respond to reviews like no, Yelp? No. No. Mm-mm.
1: Not for me. This is January 21st. There are much better sports podcasts. I love when people say this. These guys are trying to be funny, but it isn't my type of humor. Well, I don't think we're trying. In fact, I want to give some love to my co-host. He's very funny. Uh he's not no one's trying. Show is funny. It's entertaining and it's well informed. So, fuck you, T.Y.
0: That's the only thing he says. Yeah, there to, are. To, to me, that's a non-review. There it's are much like,
1: better sports podcasts. These guys are trying to be funny, but isn't my type of humor.
0: The essence of that review to me is: this show is not for me. That's all. That's yeah. It's not enlightening. In any Which way. is fine. Yeah. It's just. It's whatever. There's going to be people who, gonna be people who, who are... I'm going to be surprised if there are people that are not... F- you know, Andy Ruther is not for them. Yeah. He should be for everyone.
1: I appreciate that. But, no, but I'm not for everybody. That's true. It's true. It is what it is. But all the reviews count. So even his one-star review is good for us. Guys, publicity is publicity. Look what happened to Rappaport when he left Barstool. I'm just saying. They just flooded all those reviews, and they just kept putting him in the charts. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. All, the, all, all, all those Stoolies basically kept leaving him negative reviews, which then gave him like 30,000 reviews, which then ironically kept putting him in the top five in the charts. Is that how it works? Just reviews are just what matter. Reviews is a huge part of how they chart. That's why, guys, you get sick of hearing this. If you haven't left a review, it takes two seconds.
0: I'm going to do that tonight. I've not, I've not done it. I'm going to do it Yeah,
1: tonight. Leave a review on all the shows. This show. Dent Report, Dirty Slides, Prano's Podcast. It takes two seconds. Uh, and you guys, Joe, will be back on Thursday via phone call from the East Coast. Tug will be back again. We'll be doing a full Super Bowl preview. So stick around for that on Wednesday night or Thursday. We still haven't discussed. We'll figure it out. All right, guys, that's the show. Tug, thank you as always.
0: Thank you, Andy. Thank you for the year supply of green tea.
1: Anytime, Tug. Thank you for uh, beating me. (laughs) Paper Tigers. Paper Tigers. All right, guys, that's the show. Thanks for listening. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.